Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Don here, and I welcome you to another installment of Moore's Art, where you know this is where God dwells, where Jesus reigns, and the Holy Spirit guides, and we, of course, live in the agape. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I am so happy to be here with you on this morning. I'm so glad that Jesus chose me. Mm to be an extension of the voice of God. Hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you this morning for you are great (laughs) and you are greatly to be praised. There is nobody like you. Nobody can love us like you do. Nobody can do us like you do. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Glory to your precious name. You are such a mighty, mighty, mighty God. And it is our honor and our privilege to serve you, to bless you, to worship you, to honor you. Oh, Father God, we desire to be who you are calling for in these last and evil days. Father God, we thank you. Thank you for the privilege of just coming into your presence and asking you to enter in, enter into our hearts and our minds and our souls. Let our let our flesh decrease, Lord God. Oh, Father God, that you will increase in us. Father God, as I began to minister to your people tonight, Lord God, I ask that you will be with us. Father God, I ask that you will download in us, Lord God. We need a rhema word. We need a right now word. We need you to move like never before. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Uh, Father God, we need your blood. The blood. Ah, Oh God, we need the power in your name, Jesus. My God, my God. Father God, we can't make it without you. There is nothing, absolutely nothing that we can do without you. Father God, we need you every day. We need you every hour. We need you every moment, every second, Lord God. Help us, Lord Jesus. Help us to walk right. Help us to talk right. Help us to be right. Father God, I thank you. I honor you. And I bless your holy name. All right, y'all. I'm coming to deliver the word that God has given me uh, for his people. My God, my God. God said not guilty. Ah, she called my mama. God said not guilty, not guilty. I've been hearing this thing ringing in my ears for about a week or so since the last time I came before you. God said not guilty. Not only are we not guilty in his sight, uh uh-huh, he said that those that we are holding, uh, oh God, to a standard of guilt, he said not guilty. He said not guilty, my God. Mm. As we endeavor to get into this word this morning, I just ask that you will listen and that you will hear with open ears. God says we are not guilty, but he said we are the salt of the earth. We are the light 
of the world. Oh my God, my God, let's get into this word. Come on now. I come to encourage somebody. I come to sh- I come to shift. <laughs> oh my God, my God. The atmosphere, the circumstance, the situation by the power, the authority. Oh my God. Hallelujah. 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 Lord God, we thank you, my God. God for that word. I pray that somebody is encouraged. I pray that somebody is blessed. I pray that somebody is brought out of their circumstance. I pray that shackles are released. I pray that fetters are broken in the name of Jesus. My God, my God. Oh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to be about it in the name of Jesus. All right, y'all. Let's get ready. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. All right. So we're going to talk about it this morning. And see, one thing we got to realize is that you can't handle God's word and the message that he has for his people. You can't handle it with dirty hands and a dirty mind and, 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 and something corrupt because one thing about it, and I say this oftentimes, is that any corrupt thing, any corrupt thing will eventually come to death. It will come to its demise, okay? So we got to be careful when God places us before his people, and that's rather you're, you're speaking on a platform, you know, or... And, and like I'm doing on this podcast, that it may not reach everybody today, but it's going to reach you when you need it to. Or if God is taking you around the world, you've got to be careful. Make sure that you are not ministering, delivering to God's people with filthy hands and a filthy mind. Amen. All right, because <laughs> I had to get into this word. I'm telling you, I got 20, 30 minutes into it. I started talking whackety, whackety, crackety, crackety. And God said, uh, oop, that ain't what I sent you to tell my people. I had to stop and start all over. All right, I'm telling on myself tonight or this morning, it's dark out, but it is morning time. Can you imagine how much God loves you that he got me up? Let's see, what time is it? At 2.02 a.m. And I think I started this thing out at one o'clock and and, uh, had to scratch it and start all over again because God said that ain't what I sent you to tell them. But I came here this morning to tell you that God said not guilty. Not guilty. He said you are not guilty. And what does that mean? If I'm not guilty, God, then what am I? God said you are a city set on the hill. He said you are the salt of the earth. And he said you are the light of the world. Not guilty not guilty. I want you to know, and I want you to take that away with you. He said in Psalms 143 and and, uh, verses 1 through 3, the psalmist said, hear my prayer, O Lord. 
Give ear to my supplications. Answer me in thy faithfulness, in thy righteousness, and do not enter into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight no man living is righteous. In thy sight no man living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. Praise the Lord for the reading of his word. My God, my God. See, in this scripture, even the psalmist, and we think it's David. I believe it was David. But for the sake of, I don't think it's going to change the context. We're just going to say it was David. But David was struggling. He was struggling. He was in a dark place. He was getting attacked from almost everyone and everywhere. And sometimes he was even getting condemnation. It was a force of condemnation that was coming against him. And it was coming from every angle, every aspect of his life. Sometimes we go through it. Listen, 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 listen. I can't stand. Sometimes I can't bear to hear folk when they say, oh, well, if you, if, if everybody see it that way, then, then they must be right. No, everybody can be wrong. everybody can be wrong because if you don't know this i'm telling you you better ask somebody the enemy will put such an attack on you that he will turn folk against you from the inside to the outside to all around side his job his primary goal and focus is to steal kill and destroy. See, those are his goals. Those are his objectives. And his ultimate, his ultimate uh, goal is to make you lose your salvation so that you'll be condemned to hell just like him. So when it comes to fighting fair, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. You will always be in warfare. I told you, I told you once before, if you ain't in active war, then you preparing for war. If you're not in on the defense, you better be on the offense. And that means that when you're not under direct attack, you better be praying off attack. You better ask God and learn how to ask God to see a thing from afar off. <laughs> that was a prayer. I'm telling you, I'm so grateful that I learned so many years ago to ask God, show me that thing from afar far off and not just don't stop at showing me but give me the tools the knowledge the wisdom and what I need to ward off the attack so that I can be victorious but I want you to know that even as the psalmist as he endured this attack unwarranted attack come on now let's just be real let's just be real because see sometimes God will surround us with people, allow us to love them. I'm telling you, and I'm talking about be head over heels in love with our family members and, and loved ones and, and, and friends, co-workers, whatever, that treat us like Joe buddies. <laughs> they treat us like Joe friend. Oh, well, you going through. So what, what did you do? What did you do? Take on responsibility for your part. Well, come on now. I, I mean, look, I how can I be responsible for that? <laughs> oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It just reminds me of um, 
Well, no, I, I ain't going to share that yet because I got to get my mind right and I got to share. See, sharing ain't just about sharing. When we are helping the men and women of God, sharing is not just sharing. You got to be careful what you say sometimes and make sure that God has allowed you to release it. Make sure God has allowed you to release certain things because sometimes you'll release something and that old religious, ancient, demonic spirit will take your words and not just twist it, but have the audacity to get up in your inbox (laughs) and want to tell you something as if God is telling them to share something with you. Uh, Back up, back up. Because see, the thing about prophet is I see, I'm a seer. I am a seer, and those demons that that come in so passive, oh, oh, I I got your back, but I want it. But anyway, stay up out of my inbox. That's all I got to say. I'm going to leave it right there. Lord God, I thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Let your Holy Spirit take reign and full control over this message this morning. And I'm telling y'all, it's morning time. It's morning time, prophetess is up. So God wants y'all to know something. Wants you to know something. He wants you to know that the enemy, the accuser, he seeks to make us feel unworthy. He wants to make us feel guilty. He wants to remind us of our failures, of our shortcomings. He wants us to feel like we're unworthy. Mm-hmm. And if we allow him to indoctrinate us with his thoughts, with his lies, with his uh, condemnation, then he will crush our lives. He'll crush us to the ground. Sometimes some of us, we, we go through and we stay and linger in depression because we listening to the enemy's lies. Cut them off. Cut them off, just like you would a a water faucet. Turn them right on off. (laughs) Shut them straight down. Shut them straight down. And don't listen to it. Sometimes, and look, I don't, this is not in my notes, but but I just want to share that what we allow to get in to our gates what we allow to get in will eventually manifest itself somehow in our lives. And what I mean by that is what we see, what we taste, what we smell, what we hear, what we intimately experience will eventually come out of us. And so that's why you got to be very, very careful. And for instance, and to make it more relevant to what I'm talking about now, when people say negative and derogatory things about you, especially the things that you know are not true, a lot of times we think we just like uh, Teflon Don or just like them little ducks that were in that uh, oil slick uh, ocean years ago. We feel like it's just going to roll on off of our back. But a lot of times it don't, it don't. It will catch up with us. It will catch up with us. We'll, we'll be like, does such and such say so-and-so about me? 
Oh, yeah, uh uh-huh, I ain't worried about what they're saying. But then that next thought, as you begin to dwell on it, and now it becomes, uh, well, uh, is it true? Well, if they said it, is it true? I'm t- cut that mess off. Cut them demons right at the knees. Chop it right on down. Don't even let it stand. Don't even let it stand. You know it's a lie. You know it was a lie when a lie was told. And the other thing is stop, stop uh, uh, allowing lies to become your reality. I, I, uh, I was introduced to a lady because of the situation I'm going through on the job. And she is a consultant. And she helps African-Americans, more so minorities, uh, in the corporate environment who are struggling with um, issues similar to what I'm going through right now. And she made a comment the other day. She said, you need to call a thing a thing. Sometimes we we don't even want to call a thing a thing. We want to act like it ain't a thing. And for me... The challenge for me a lot of times in, in articulating articulating uh, certain things is just that I'd be so embarrassed. I don't know why, Lord help me. <laughs> but I'd be so embarrassed for people. Like, are you really slow? <laughs> are you thick? Are you, you know, and, and, and I hate to feel that way, but when you begin to act up on a person for no reason, that's a mental illness. When you just attack and come against somebody, people who just get irritated by folk, you just get irritated by somebody that ain't never did nothing to you. And you even take it a step further, you ain't going to just be irritated. You want to try to come against them. That is a mental illness. That is a form of retardation. And when I say retardation, I mean the reversal of development. You are, you are, not only are you stagnant in your mental growth, but you are reverting backwards, okay? So anyway, she said, you got to learn how to call a thing a thing because I was reluctant because everybody was in my ear. Well, it's not that. It's a personality. It's this, it's that. And uh, she said, you need to learn how to call a thing a thing, baby. That thing stuck with me. <laughs> we got to start calling a thing a thing. And we always trying to get over something. Always want to get over something. I, I remember somebody said to me, well, well why... Why is it that you just can't move past it? Why is it that you just... Well, because, baby, you expected me to get over something that I ain't even got through. I ain't even I ain't even got through it yet. And as Christians especially, we live in this fantasy world. We act like, okay, well, well God's going to fix it. Well, he is going to fix it. He definitely is going to fix it. But part of that fixing it is you dealing with the reality of the situation that you are facing. Well, we'll understand by and by. Well, this is your by. <laughs> it's time for you to start understanding and, and, and to embrace those feelings. I, 
as uh, when I was actively coaching and life coaching, which I'm telling you, I I, I got such a, a um, so fueled by that. And I want to get back into it because I love helping, helping people. But anyway, I would tell uh, my clients, I would tell them and I would instruct them that emotions are a good thing. Emotions are a good thing. It is a tool that God gave us as an indicator for action. Okay? It is a tool. We know that that, uh, thoughts trigger emotions. Emotions trigger actions. And so a lot of times we try to suppress or eliminate emotions. And once we realize that we can't really eliminate the emotions, all we do is just pack them up to the side until we explode or implode. But once we learn how to embrace our emotions, how to leverage them as tools for us versus them being against us, then we'll be in a better place, a better space. But anyway, back to this uh, psalm where David is saying, he said, give your ear to my supplications. God, hear me, hear me. How many times have we asked God to hear us because we just don't feel like we're being heard? The worst thing in a situation of trauma, a a, a place of urgency, an emergency, the worst thing to go through is not being heard. Not being heard, I can tell you. Because, especially of late, I have been so frustrated because I'm like, are you not hearing me? Can you not hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? Are you not understanding where I'm coming from? And I I get so frustrated with people that act like the, the, the plain English that you use is not comprehensive. Like you just heard what I said. You know what I mean. You're trying to gaslight me, okay? You're playing your little passive aggressive. You want me to think, come on, let's just be real. Acknowledge me. I was, and acknowledge that you hear me. I was talking to somebody on the job the other day, and we were just, you know, chatting and, and, and having a conversation about, you know, just our different personalities and how the the personalities of people that we have engaged with and some of our likes and some of our dislikes and, you know, again, just to get to know each other better. And one of the things that we had in common was the fact that we are very sensitive people, but not thin-skinned. See, see, that's almost oxymoronic to some people who don't understand it. We're very passionate. We're very sensitive, but we're not thin-skinned. And we're the type of people that we appreciate somebody keeping it real with us, right? Just come flat out, tell me where you're coming from. Because, see, with that knowledge, we can either agree 
disagree or agree to disagree. But it it just, it does something to prophetess when people act like they can't understand. Oh, well, uh, well, uh, 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 I didn't know you felt that way. Uh, 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 I didn't know it impacted you that way. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, you did. Yes, you, you knew exactly what you were doing, and you did exactly what you did. Amen? All right. <laughs> what we talking about? Not guilty. Not guilty. The enemy wants us. He is our accuser. He wants us to feel unworthy. He wants us to feel like failures. He wants us to feel like we are guilty. But we got to do like David did. We got to find our answer in God. We got to find our answer in God. He prayed. He prayed to God. He said, give ear to my supplications. Answer me in thy faithfulness and in thy righteousness. When we get to the point where we're facing condemnation and a sense of unworthiness, the most important thing the most important thing that you have to do is to cut off the voice of the enemy. Cut off the voice of the enemy. And listen to me. The enemy will manifest itself in so many different ways, even in your own thoughts. The enemy will manifest himself by the ones that you love the most. Trust and believe. He will manifest himself in folk that you don't even know. Cut them off. Cut them off. Now, we ain't saying shut down wisdom. We got to teach in balance. You got to receive wisdom. But remember this. Use this as your, we used to have the litmus test. And we put the little chemical on it so we can see what chemicals or whatever in science. We would take them tests. Use as your litmus test to identify the difference between God, the Holy Spirit, versus the enemy. That if it comes in condemnation, it is not God. God comes to convict. The Holy Spirit comes to convict. But the enemy comes in condemnation. So cut them off, cut them off, cut them off, cut them off right then and there. Don't even listen to it. Just cut them off. Shut them down. And turn to God and appeal to God for help. I remember I was sharing with you all about a challenge I was having with these people on this job. Boy, baby, when I tell you they play too many games. <laughs> they be playing with prophetess. As a matter of fact, today, I went to, uh, I, I had a really, really good meeting. And, and not today, but yesterday, because it's 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. And um, I met with one of the directors for um, the um, engineering team. And or, or over IT 
here. He's over IT. And we had such a great meeting. I mean, he came into the meeting. He said, well, I hear that you're interested in uh, coming onto my team. I want to welcome you to the family. I said, all right now. <laughs> I said, all right now. Opportunity uh, where I would be able to, you know, stay in, in Ohio. I wouldn't have to move or relocate or anything like that. Uh, and, and by the way, they got another offer on the table where they want me to relocate, but I don't want to take that offer. Uh, but anyway, we, we talked, we had a good meeting and, and because I know what is happening a little bit behind the scenes, I wanted to advise HR, uh, that I was seeking this opportunity. And do you know, this girl had the audacity to come back to me like, you know, I'm not educated or informed and say, well, because I made the comment that uh, the only thing that I would be reserved about or hesitant about going in this position is if it was not ranked, if, if I would not receive the ranking of the position, right? Because they have these different bands uh, at this company. And so they brought me in at an entry-level band. They brought me in at an entry-level band because that was the only thing that was available. And when I was brought on, it was, it was, I got the nod. As a matter of fact, it was, it was mentioned to me that I would be on the fast track, on a fast track to leadership. And I didn't make this up. I don't make things up. As a matter of fact, people would be so surprised. (laughs) So surprised when prophets say something, you know, uh, that that seems kind of fishy or out out the water or out there. She's saying it because she can prove that it was said. And I'm just going to leave it there. And I'll probably just say a little bit more. I record a lot. I records a lot of stuff, okay? All right, but anyway, uh, so 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 that was what was stated to me when I when I had my first interview, um, that I would be fast tracked to leadership. But because I ran into all of these issues once I got on the job, uh, I never really pursued it. Nothing came of it. So when this position came up or when I knew that they were going to open up this position, um, I know that it's going to be at a different band level. So that's why I was mentioning that I would be reluctant or hesitant, you know, if, if it was not this lady. And, and, and I quote, said to me, she said, note that the design level and the employee level within a role can be different. She said employees can be considered for roles designated at one level above enabling them to demonstrate skills for future promotion. But placement in the position does not automate a promotion. I said, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> she had the nerve to ask me, see, see what I'm saying about crazy stuff? And foolishness, she had the nerve, and I and I love her, and she probably listened to my podcast one day, 
but but she was she's out of order she was out of order and she know she know that her intense intentions are not um they're malice i'm just gonna be honest because because we're gonna deal with it but anyway she said is it correct that even though this position may not be an immediate promotion that that's what you want to do i said no I said that is the opposite of what I'm saying. As a matter of fact, walk easy. Be very careful because in the situation that you all have allowed me to be in, you you kind of want to be fair moving forward. And that's all I'm asking for. I said, what would be the difference if I just submitted for the role <laughs> as it as it came up? If if they identified it as a as a different band, you mean to tell me that because I am an employee of the organization, you guys can move me into a role but not give me the the the, the status? So immediately, almost immediately, the Holy Spirit said, "Don't even, don't even give it a second thought." And y'all know, prophetess, I probably gave it a hundred more thoughts after that, but I was steaming. I was steaming. God said, not guilty. That's what we're talking about today. We are the salt. We are the light. We are that city on the hill. Amen. All right, but they 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 messing with me. They messing with me. But I know God is going to uh he 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 ain't just gonna turn this situation around. He is working in the background. My God. God is such an awesome God. He's such an awesome God. That's why I come and I speak to you and I try to keep it real. Because see, we, especially as Christians, we put on so many facades and so many faces like stuff ain't stuff. Like stuff ain't stuff. Like I said, the lady told me, she said, you got to learn how to call a thing a thing. Stop acting like it ain't a thing. And I think she got that from Ivana. Um... Uh, can't, I can never say her name right, but anyway, Ayala, Ayala Van Zandt, um, you know, me, me and my baby Mary, we get so frustrated with her, <laughs> and she be messing folks' lives up, as a matter of fact, she encouraged me a couple of years ago to, to, to get certified as a life coach, because I felt like she was, uh, but anyway, I'm not even going to go there because that's not what I'm talking about today but but she she has some wisdom she has some wisdom and I never ever ever would be the one to turn away from wisdom all right so let me back up what I'm talking about hmm So we don't want to ask God to enter into judgment with us. We don't want to appeal appeal to God to enter into judgment with us. We want to ask him to answer us on the basis of his righteousness and his faithfulness and to raise us to his level. And when we're feeling condemned, and we're feeling worthless. We got to go to God. And like I said, some of us, sometimes we we go through bouts of depression. 
we go through situations that that uh you know <clears throat> are just so difficult but when you start going through those things I'm telling you if you put your focus on God's work and what I mean by that more specifically is if you are feeling depressed about let's say your children cuz I'm I'm just going to go there they getting older they're finding themselves going through what my daddy would call when we were going through it, growing pains. And y'all into it. And y'all, you know, just the enemy is sowing all kinds of discord. And you going through it. And, and if you're anything like me and you love them boogers so much and it's so difficult and wearing on you and throwing you into a space of depression, baby, find somebody else's wayward child and begin to minister to them, begin to encourage them, begin to speak into their lives, begin to give them wisdom, pour into them. I'm telling you, because in the meantime and in between time, if you make yourself busy while God is working it out, because he's going to work it out. He's going to work it out. Uh, I I was reading something the other day. I was talking to my daughter, and she was was selected to... um, to participate in a in a conference in Mexico. And so, but she had to do a submission and it was a, you know, slight little submission stuff she's done. She can do this stuff in her sleep. I'm I'm just telling you the truth. And she was she was just, you know, she needed some encouragement and and I wanted to encourage her um, you know, let her know, hey, have faith. God, God got this. What God has for you is for you. And, and you're going to get it. Don't even, you know, sweat it. You got this. You got this. But I sent her a message that said, faith is not just believing that God can do it, but knowing that God will do it. We got to know that God will do it. So when you're going through And just like I said, that scenario with, you know, going through with our children, you know God is going to fix it. It's it's no question. As as strong as the enemy came, as much havoc as as he reaped in the lives of my family, I know God is going to restore us just as much. He's going to restore us and, and we'll be like we've never been through it again with the exception that we'll have an appreciation, but it takes time. So in the meantime and in between time, I'm going to not just pray for my children, but I'm going to take the effort and initiative to pray for someone else's child. I'm going to seek out someone who needs encouragement, who needs nurturing, who needs a listening ear. Who feels like my children. (laughs) Mama don't know what she talking about. Mama this, mama that. Come on now. Mm. All right. So sometimes, like I said, we go through depression. Because we got our focus on the wrong thing. Start working in the area of your pain. Yes, it's going to hurt. But it's going to stretch them. It's going to exercise the muscles. My husband and I, we got into an accident 
a couple of years ago when we went to go see my grandson. We were in Anaheim, California, and we went to go see him. We were coming from uh, LAX, uh, going to our hotel room, and the lift driver, <laughs> I, I still, oh, I was so mad at that man that day. I, I don't know, something still re- rise up in me when I think about that because I was so mad at him. But anyway, the lift driver was was telling uh, other cars all up on their bumper, and for some reason he looked somewhere and, and got distracted. Anyway, he ran into a car and the car ran into us and it, by the by the time it was said and done it was about five cars in it and so my husband and I we had to go to the chiropractor and and you know start with the physical therapy and all of that stuff and and most of it we ain't needed for real for real they just sent us through it um to try to get us uh compensated Right, you gotta prove that you going through, and you gotta do all this stuff. If I knew today, what I—I I mean, if I knew then what I know today, I wouldn't have went through all that mess. Cause that cracking of my back, even though it felt good at the time, baby, you need to keep doing that. That once you go crack, you will never go back. <laughs> Cause it, they gonna have to keep cracking your back. But anyway, the thing that I learned through that experience as I was going through the physical therapy is that the way that our muscular system is is built in our body is it is built to repair itself it's built to repair itself but it is not built to repair itself just by itself it is with the um assistance and collaboration with us that the body heals itself and so uh my physical therapist would teach me different exercises to stimulate my muscles and to and to work them you know you got to work the muscles and when you work the muscles i'm telling you to the to the point where this guy taught me how to get rid of a migraine headache and when i tell you uh, now i i i'm not gonna get rid of my excedrin or my tylenol but there are times when I don't have those things available and I do that little stretching technique that he taught me. Oh boy, it will it will get rid of it every time. Now it'll come back, <laughs> but it gets rid of it. But the point that I'm making is that we've got to exercise those muscles in order to build the strength that we need to self-heal. And the same thing with when we're going through when we're going through don't dwell on your circumstance now i don't mean don't don't work on the relationship right the, you know we go through stuff especially you know with family members or, or loved ones co-workers whatever best friends we go through things and at the time it may be broken and we may not have direct contact or engagement with that person i'm saying seek somebody out Seek them out. You you going through a struggle, you know, in your life with your finances. You know, you can't seem to get it together. You can't seem to, you know, start. St- take your eyes off of your situation. See what you can do to help someone else. How can you be benevolent in the lives of others? I mean, hey. <laughs> you, look, you already 
ain't making ends meet. You already ain't got enough money to do. So why not go help somebody else? You might not be able to help them with money, but you may be able to be a listening ear. You may be able to, you know, go and help them around the house or, or something. Y'all, y'all understand where I'm going with this. All right. So God said we're not guilty, but if we're not guilty, what are we? We are living as salt and light. We live in a world, we live in a nation uh, that absolutely needs to be changed. It, it, it needs to be changed. And, and here's the thing. It can be. It can be. And we are the very people who can change this world. I was, um, I was talking to that consultant the other day, and she, and she said to me, she said, what do you want? She said, what do you want? And it made me think and ponder. I know what I want. One thing that I do want, everybody keep telling me, that it can't happen. And and she was asking in context of what I'm, you know, going through on the job. What do you want? And um, she said, because you're just sitting around waiting for them to make a decision. And when she say them, she means the company. Um, and you're putting your career in their hands. And so when I shared with her what I wanted... <laughs> And I was I, I was sincere. She said that'll never happen. She said, "Well, you know, you know that'll never happen." <laughs> I said, "Wait a minute now. You asking me what I want?" And God showed me as I uh, delivered the word to my daughter that faith is not uh, believing that God can do it, but knowing that He will. So sometimes we got to know what we want and seek God for it. She said, she said, once you have established what you want, what we'll do is build a strategy so that you can get to it. What do we want? Well, I'll tell you what God wants, that as we are living as the salt and the light in a city on the hill, <laughs> God wants us to be an extension of him in the earth. And that and that means more than just turning the other cheek. That means walking in authority. And I don't mean authority in, in the sense that you're coercing people to do what you want them to do. You're bullying them or, or you're being a Jezebel and controlling. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm sorry, I had to put this um, cough drop in my mouth. My throat is getting a little dry. But he wants us to be an extension of him. And we desire to be who he's calling for. He gave us the standard in Matthew 5. When he did the Sermon on the Mount, he gave us a standard of what a true Christian is. And in that, he revealed the will of God. He told us 